Hello, SE land. This is Twig, Twig's SE Reflections, episode 33, continuing to look at choice points here. Today, trying to take on the choice point of when to do another round and when to not. Now, what is a round? Well, anything maybe that could be said to have a start, a middle, and an end that happens inside the session. The voo sound is a classic example of that, right? Like, it's not happening. You invite it. You start making the sound. Your client does the sound with you. They start to feel the vibration, the provocation, the agitation, the settling, whatever comes out of that. And then it starts to settle. The effect of that starts to wear off. It was a beginning, a middle, and an end. Now that's done or feels like that part of it is finished. And then you decide. You think to yourself, should I do another one of those? Should I ask for more of those? Should I ask for more of that? Same thing when maybe working through an event sequence, a time series, a T-series, right? Where you're moving from before the major part of the event happened through the event to the end. And at each stage along the way, there are arousal cycles, activation sequences that come up. Yeah, Um, approaching the light in the car. Right, okay, so we'll pause that. And what do you feel now? And oh, you know, I feel a little agitated and settle, 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 settles out. And you decide to yourself as a practitioner, should I ask then about the next piece, which would be the next round? Or do I need to move toward the end? Oh, could you tell me after that, just uh, tell me, we'll kind of jump toward the end. When was the time that you realized that this was going to be over or the bad part of this wasn't going to last? Or when did you notice that things were going to get better? You might have to jump to the end and not take that next round. How to know when to see what tells us that another round is a good idea, possible idea, the right idea. Now, as I was saying in episode 32, when I was introducing this concept of choice points and that I was going to review this here, I was saying, you know, one of the ways that you get good at choice points is that you play them out. You have to get to know the terrain, get to know the field. How long does a next round take? Where does a next round likely to go? Et cetera, et cetera. You're going to have to kind of explore these, right? Everybody would have to get to know their field, their profession. This is one of them. For us, we need to know what's going to happen, what's too much, what's too little. Sometimes we're going to miss in order to learn that terrain, get that library of experience going. And so we we pay a lot of attention inside of these things in order to learn that. One of the places, one of the ways that we can do best to see if another round should happen inside of this session is to look back at the earlier rounds, at what came before, at what just happened. Was that a smooth voo sound? Was it easy for them to do it? Did their face not contort when they were making the sound afterwards? Did they feel the vibration? Did it settle out? Did everything come to normal or a new kind of settled state and then they were able to look around the room was it easy can they handle another round another titration building off of that last success or was it really kind of jangly you asked them to make the sound they they had a hard time doing it it was it was pressured it took a long time to settle it makes you wonder hmm Would that be a good idea to do that again? Or maybe even the next time should I do that a little less to make it easier, more 
easy to succeed and smoothly move through that before doing another round, that looking back at what has just happened before you make the choice, oh, do we do more, do we do less, that choice point, more or less, can be judged against what happened just before. Another thing to consider when moving toward the choice point of do we do more of this, do we do less, is clearly to look at the clock. Yeah, when you have 45 minutes left in the session, it gives you a lot more time than when you have 15 minutes left in the session, particularly if you're building round after round and probably then increasing titration of the activation that you're eliciting with each round. Suppose again you're moving through the story sequence. As you move toward T0, the kind of impact or moment where it's the worst, you're moving into a heightened sense of activation. So even while you're doing smaller rounds as you're building your way there, if you're still moving toward the center of the activation, toward the last third of the session, you're probably thinking to yourself, you know what, what I'm really trying to do is take the choice point that gets us to close this story and close the related pendulation and activation to it before they leave my office rather than to try to take on another round here and end up having them walk out of my office at the hour still kind of moving through the heaviest part of it in which case that might be a place where we're jumping toward the end of the story in order to try to close it for now with the choice point of provocations do we do another round of vu another push hands exercise even another depth question about their feeling state in relationship to something we're looking at how much time is left inside the session so that the entirety of that next round can be felt enacted experienced settled and kind of left of its own without it continuing beyond what you as the practitioner will have the opportunity to guide a person's attention through in other words make sure you have some time left at the end of the session to close things rather than just sending them on out of your session space kind of spinning on with the pendulations that might continue afterwards so the choice point of more rounds do another round how much time is left in the session what happened before also what's your clinical assessment of just how self-organizing or easily to return easy to return to settled state is this person a lot of times when we're working with syndromal situations with people who have that kind of complex a little bit of attention here triggers a lot global high activation kind of stuff we often have to limit our rounds we have to take that choice point that says let's do just a little bit and then sure we've scheduled for an hour we need to sit here for 45 minutes and actually keep ourselves from doing another round when we're working in that kind of energy well state that where we're making those very very small titrations very particular kind of attention the smaller waves the smaller thresholds that we're looking for where we're just taking on the smallest amount while we are only doing a small amount we're doing that because we assess that trying to do more trying to do a big voo trying to talk about a lot of the symptom complex uh, trying to get into the depth of it all is going to be too much we try to look for the lowest smallest titration a lot of times in these conditions these situations and when we do that we often realize or want to realize that the choice point doesn't 
you know, it doesn't want to be influenced by the clock. It wants to be influenced by the fact that we already chose to make very small provocations, very small titrations, very small requests on people's attention. And all because we're able to complete one round fairly quickly at that choice point of doing another one, we might want to consider not just how well the last one went and how much time is left in the session, two major factors, but also the general tone of how much we would like to ask this person's system to reorganize or to feel itself at this time, at this level of how it's operating in the world. So if we see somebody who comes into our office and, and really, you know, it's like just about everything they can do to keep it together, we probably don't need and don't want to do round after round after round in order to get them to settle or feel better just ever so much faster. We want to do it in a way that will help it so that the person feels successful with that experience of challenge and the settling that comes with it and come back hopefully the next session and do a bit more and keep things moving in that direction rather than oh wow here's a choice point we still have 30 more minutes let's do another vu sound wow you know just couldn't handle that extra challenge there and then spin them off into a headache for the next three days we'd like to avoid that whenever we can choice points do i do another round do i not do another round largely informed by what you just saw, the general state of the person's tone in their life and how much they're taking in stimulus and able to settle from it, and then of course, how much more time you have left in the session. Are there other considerations in terms of when to do another round, when not to? Probably, I'm gonna name those ones for now, and wish you all the best in figuring out which trail to go down. Choice points continued. Wow, when to ask for another round and when not to. When to, when to ask for freeze and when not to. When, to. when to look into that efficacious comment and when to let it just pass by. Well, with that one, I'd recommend always trying to lean onto it if you can. It's so many choices. One choice that you get to make now is what you're going to do next. I know that I'm going to sit here and take some notes about what I want to say in my next episode, episode 34 on continuous or intermittent tracking. And then I'll say goodbye for now. <laughs>